You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. Hey there, sleepyheads. Guess who's back? Oh, I'm so, so excited to be back. It's been so long since we've had an original Sleepy Hollow. We are talking about episode 106, The Sin Eater. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always on the panel are the lovely and fantastic Miss Jackie Borowski. Holla. And the hilarious and talented Mr. Stephen Lemieux. Oh, I'm so glad we're back. I know. It's been too long. Uh, those of you uh, out there, you may have caught... Uh, Steven and I did an interview with Orlando Jones. We had a fantastic conversation with him. If you have not watched or listened to it, I highly recommend that you seek it out. However, it is not currently online. We had to pull it due to some technical issues. But if you follow us on Twitter, that is the first and only place you're going to be able to find out when it is back online for you to digest it. Also, you should be following all three of us on Twitter because that is the only way you can win the Punjar sweepstakes. The Punjar sweepstakes, which, uh, thanks to the interview with Orlando, is now at 20 whole dollars. And 50 cents. And 50 cents. Mm-hmm. 2050, which is just the base. We still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes left in this season. We're getting into the big money, people. Let's kick it into high gear. You want to win well over $20? (laughs) You need to follow the three of us on Twitter and be ready because we're going to be announcing how you win the Twitter sweepstakes, the Punjar sweepstakes, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. But now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about The Sin Eater. Great episode. Yes? It was. It was. Uh, Is my mic on? Yeah, it's on. Oh. Oh, it's on. <laughs> I can't hear myself. So I'm the like, mic did is I get, on. Did I get muted today? Oh, no. You did not get <laughs> muted. You, we would never, ever mute you. I'm actually, one thing I'm, I'm looking for, and I apologize, uh, cause it's distracting me a little bit. I want to find the ratings, cause we talked last, we talked, uh, the last time we were here, three weeks ago, uh, and I laid out a challenge to all of you fans out there that we cannot let the ratings drop even by a little bit. So I'm going to find our ratings. But this episode, we got so much. We got confirmation that Ichabod and Abby are, in fact, the two witnesses. Which, like, we should never have doubted that. Here's the thing, though. I wonder, and I don't know, I can't remember now if it was a fan who brought this up, which I think it is. In the interview that you guys did, Orlando is like, you guys don't know what's going to happen. Basically, yeah. and so I'm wondering if if Jenny and Abby are the witnesses for this time period, and Ichabod was a witness in his time period, died, and is still a witness because he's technically still. So alive. you're you're pulling the the Buffy the Vampire yes, Slayer Slayer yes, theory. Yes, I am. Yes, yes I am. Uh, and we- got nothing else, so that's what I'm pulling. <laughs> well, but a fan came up with it first, even though yes, it is the Slayer theory. Okay, well, I said that during the interview too. By the way. 
Yes. Because we were talking about... Oh, maybe the, it was you. We were talking about the connections between the characters and the connections of Abby and Ichabod and Abby and Jenny. And I was like, okay, well, if Abby is the Ichabod, Jenny is to who? And I was wondering who the second witness from the revolutionary times yes. is going to be. And I'm wondering if we're going to get that character any time yes. in the show. Well, it's... Maybe it's George Washington. Maybe oh. it was George Washington. Who knows? So we get... Let's talk about the episode. Yeah. So we, we The ratings, it was a 2.5 in the demo. Good job, everybody. We we maintained our uh, our ratings float. And there's probably going to be way more DVR viewers. So I'm happy about that. No uh, thanks to baseball. Yeah. Which Switch. we opened the episode up with. Yeah, which we opened, ironically, on a baseball game. And we had so much fun with Abby and Ichabod at the game. Ichabod getting, learning a bit more about the culture. And also, for just one afternoon, feeling like he's at home. And Abby says, you are home, Crane. And we all simultaneously swoon. True. Although, did anybody else think it was weird to see, because they are always doing night scenes. Yeah, to see them out in the daytime. seeing them out in the daytime. I'm like... Jackie, they're not vampires, but it is weird to see them in the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, completely off topic, but I saw this movie, uh, FDR American Badass on Netflix today. <laughs> it's really terrible. And there's a werewolf attack in the middle of the day. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is off topic. You're it right. is incredibly off topic. Uh, it's, it's a terrible so, movie. Is it like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yeah, but re- really, really bad. Um, <laughs> so they're enjoying this baseball game. When uh, Ichabod is Ichabod napped, he he's visiting Katrina's grave. Oh, can we grave. list, though, the um, reason she likes baseball? Because I paused and wrote it down. Please talk about it. She likes baseball because it's traditional and it's safe and you can count on everything to be the same. She likes it because it has teamwork. And she also likes it because it's a sport that does not discriminate. And I felt like this was... Like a comment on the show, or it's on a bit Abby of a mission statement. Well. Yeah, it's yeah. like a mission statement for the show. I agree. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's ultimately a procedural mm-hmm. in in a sense. You know, so it's sticking by the rules of the buddy cop show, but at the same time, it's got an amazing, talented, diverse cast. We're pulling from all different types of genres and uh, and tropes and stories and legends from over the course of the the years uh and it's also fun and it's 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 something that's steeped in history and i think will ultimately go down in history as an iconic television series i mean um, they brought the boston tea party into it you can't steep into history much more than that oh think, punjar oh geez yeah punjar. <laughs> 21 that. oh you suck <laughs> steep <laughs> You. Steve just wants to throw away his money. Yeah. That's what he wants. No, he wants to throw away my money. <laughs> a third of both of your money. That's yeah. true. Ugh. It's a collective throwing away of money. Collective Am I the only away. person here that is conservative as far as the punch on I mean, uh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm between the two of you. He's like way out there. Yeah, we have to have a spectrum. Yeah. Um, but we, he gets kidnapped and, uh, we, I, we also, Abby has she gets sucked into this uh this nether realm. I wrote creepy old house dream. Creepy old house dream while she's driving, which Yes, Kat- yeah, Katrina. Katrina Dangerous. way unsafe. Dangerous. Way unsafe. Can she's okay. Just, she's trying to kill the competition. Did anyone else kind of get kind of weirded out by the fact that this is the first time Ichabod's gone off on his own and he says I think I have kind of the lay of the land. 
I mean, couldn't he have just looked at a map and had the lay of the land? He has the photographic memory. Well, yeah, yeah. but that's no... Shut up. But it, isn't he from... No, he's not from He's Sleepy not from Sleepy He's Hall. not, but I, I was just thinking, I was like, you think she would have let him, like, drive more? I guess putting him behind the wheel of a mechanical beast is kind of... It's new for him. He had, he doesn't new. have his license. He doesn't have his license. He's still got to get his license. That's okay. true. That's a future future episode. He doesn't have the revolutionary <laughs> chariot license. Episode no. twelve: Ichabod learns how to drive yeah. while being chased by demons. Okay, now it's don't really discount going it because it'll totally happen. And then he uses the car to help. It's it's a whole thing. So we see a few things in this uh, creepy haunted house of yes. mystery Katrina style. Couple of weird dolls. Uh, one of which looked like to me a uh, black <laughs> Patrick star from SpongeBob SquarePants. Super creepy with a sewn-up mouth. And Stephen uh, noticed, so there was this George Washington doll, but Stephen, you noticed something interesting about it. It's hanging by a noose. It's because I noticed it because you see the normal rope around it, but then you see a clump of ropes around it like it's been hung yeah. with a noose. And this kind of worries me. You know why? Is because we find out later in the episode, I'm just... Everyone who's watched this episode, I'm assuming, is listening to the podcast after having watched this yes, episode. Yes, we are an after show, not a before that. show, and it is Tuesday, <laughs> not so we've a, had a day. Pre premonition spoiler yeah, show. Yeah. Exactly. You're not you're not spoiling anything, Steven. Continue. So we find out that George Washington was a Mason. Of course everyone knows that, and we find out that the Masons were kind of the U.S. Army's version of the Good Coven, in a way. Like, there's the yeah. Good Coven, yeah. and then there's the U.S. Army, which are the Masons. Those people who are fighting the demons are the Masons. Um Katrina is saving Ichabod by hiding his body from the Masons. But there's a time after Ichabod is put to sleep that things are still going on. Sure. And so, she was uh, she was burned at the stake, I think, by the Masons. So what what you got to realize is that she may be team Ichabod, but she is definitely not team Masons. And she's definitely not for the good she's more good coven and team ichabod than she is for anything else so we see this i'm still not convinced she's good coven but we see this doll of george washington and that's their house mm-hmm. like that's their house that's their house after ichabod was put in the ground mm. so like these are things that were probably really in the house after ichabod yeah. was put in the ground so that was her doll yeah and then you also see this 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 child carriage that has like a black the doll baby carriage yeah and what that makes me think is that she was perhaps, I don't know, like maybe she was pregnant. And miscarried. And miscarried yeah. due to a demon's influence or something like that. And it's that entirely was possible. Yeah. Entirely yeah, I possible. Um, I want to go back to your, your point about good coven versus bad coven. Her coven is mentioned. They didn't say uh, if it was the positive coven or not. Um, the Masons mentioned that, you know, her coven had secreted you away uh, and, you know, we've been tricked before and stuff like that. We're talking about later in the episode when Ichabod realizes that he's been kidnapped by the Masons and James Frain, who uh, has been on True Blood and a bunch of other things, uh, was uh, James Rutledge. I think he was Rutledge. on Grimm, too. Yeah, I think he was on Grimm. He's been in a few things. Uh, he's around, you know. And um, I, But I, I can't help but think that it is good coven because of the the relationship with Albert um and uh and how that steered him into you know sanctifying his soul and all that stuff i feel like it's way too convoluted of a game to play like unless 
unless Katrina reached out to Abby to try to un, uh, unhook Ichabod from the horseman so that he couldn't kill himself and kill the horseman, which, like, the more that I'm saying it, I'm like, that could be a thing. I feel like this week kind of put the final nail in the coffin of, like, the Katrina is evil theory. I'm sure that there's st- there are things about her and about her life after Ichabod was put to sleep that we don't know about and things about her before they even met that we don't know about. But uh, I my suspicions are abating personally. I want, to be car- is, I want to be careful how I how I s- respond to this. I'm curious. Tell me. Oh, tell I'm, me what you're thinking. I'm going to tell you, Matt. Mm. Somebody's shipping you guys on the internet. Wait, so what? Wait, this what? Is really? really? Cute. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot God. what the name is. Like, Schmabby? No. That's it. What? Schmabby. Neither of us is Abby. <laughs> <laughs> you can be I Abby, Matt. I remember what it was. Steve at? Stevat, I don't. You guys Stat? have to look in the comments. I don't Meven? remember. Meven, Stat was oh one of them. God. I think. Oh God. Anyway, I missed these comments. Which is why this is really cute for me. Looking oh at Lord, I, I hate that you just put that in our minds. Is Kathy. there fan Sorry. art? And we were gonna go to West Hollywood. <laughs> we were talking about going to West Hollywood for drinks. Is there? Is there <laughs> Stephen Matt fan art? Please I'm gonna draw it. This is a rabbit hole. We're not gonna go down. Let's fill it with dirt. <laughs> And tamp it on the top and keep talking about Sleepy Hollow. Oh, my God. I love our fans. You you weirdos. I think Katrina is good and bad. Because I think Katrina, when they have, because the Masons have the record of Ichabod Crane that's written by Katrina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think she is good to the point of Ichabod. Yes. But I think everything past then, she is kind of probably vengeful God. She's probably vengeful Katrina. She's probably got her own things. And she may even be connected to Moloch in more but ways. But she's than we a know. Quaker. Quakers are against she violence. She was a Quaker when Ichabod met her. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. And that's that's what I really I mean, I want you to I want you to look at this. They use lots of visualization to show ideas and how things are progressing. When you meet Katrina, she's wearing a white veil and she's wearing a white dress. And she's a Quaker. It's her Quaker garb, yeah. Yes. Now, whenever you see her... She's in, like, the dark red dress and the boobies are showing. She's in the dark red dress. She's a little bit more promiscuous. But especially so when... um, Especially so in this episode when it's it's, uh, Abby talking to her. She's, like, in all black. Like, when when Ichabod sees her, she's got red and black and blue. But it's because she's dead, guys. Well, I mean... Do you see Corbin in black when he's dead? No. Well, no, because he, he's... Dude, she's what, got her dead wardrobe, and she gets dressed for certain situations. What if you you die when, you, when you're dead, when you're a spirit, right? What if, uh, what if you, you become show sexier? Up? Yeah, what if you what become if sexier, <laughs> Stephen? No, it's, I think whatever you died in is what you wear in, in the nether realm, in purgatory, whatever. Beetlejuice so rules. Maybe she wasn't evil. Maybe she, God forbid, started hooking to survive or became a barmaid. Matt, can you look at my face right now? <laughs> Can the audience look at your face right My now? Brain. Is, yeah. Did you switch the camera to you? I did. Okay. <laughs> Great. You know what this face you means. You can switch it back to me now. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a face that needs a face palm, but I'm not going to face palm it. Oh jeez. I'm just making the biggest shit eating grin right oh now. Oh my gosh. So pleased with myself. Look, uh, okay, granted, we all disagree about You're, Sorry, sorry. You had the biggest sin eating grin on your Punjar. Okay, that is Punjar. Yeah. That is Punjar. So that's 2150. 
That was good, though. Was I actually good. I appreciate I that, that yeah. one. That, that one, one I liked. Uh, all right, so it's Katrina. It's not that I actually think she. I think I'm somewhere in between you guys. Okay. Because I I think she's. Um, you have me now convinced that she's maybe not bad, Coven. But at the same time, I'm like, there is something fishy about that. Like what Steve points out, they they dress people and they you, you don't have a show where people put on very elaborate makeup and then not have them like think about the clothing they're wearing. I feel like that's I feel like that's done purposefully. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also that he's connected to the horseman. Yes. You would think that she would understand that he has to kill himself to kill the horseman. I mean, that's the thing. That's the one way to prevent she the apocalypse. Can, didn't she – oh, no. She she bound him because he She bound him himself. to save his okay, life, yeah. but mm-hmm. they didn't know at that time that it would – I don't know or something like that. I, no, no, no. I don't think she knew she was binding him to the horseman yeah, and that curse. their blood mixed. It, it was, was a, a curse. curse. And yeah. I believe that she's like – we all kind of think she's dead at the moment. Yeah, so dead-ish. Wouldn't it be better for Ichabod? I mean, he even says in the episode, he's like, "I've stayed on this realm longer than any mortal man would have. He's had more chances. He's had more time than he should have." You'd think that they could be together after he passes. I guess even though Moloch's holding him, which is the bad thing. But if they defeated death, wouldn't Moloch technically be defeated in a way too? She loves him so much. She does. She really. She I loves. Think she loves him. She is does Katrina not- shipping Ichabod? No. She's not shipping Ichabod. She's just shipping plain Ichabod. She wants him to have the full life, but she knows that he will find a way to get her out of purgatory. So listen, as much as we got some great Ichabod fodder this week. Oh my gosh. The fans were frothing. Yes. This you know. was a this was an Ikabi shipper. Oh my god! Episode. Oh, it was a shipper's dream. Yes, it she was a was shipper's dream. She was in tears nearly over him dying, and like they got that beautiful scene they together, got a like hug, in all and of, they touch hands in all of history for the two of us and to come together. And he bows her at the baseball game. Yeah. And he calls her Abby. He calls her he Abby calls her for Abby. the first time. Yes. And as soon as he said it, I'm like. <gasps> He called her Abby for the first time, and she and then she says, "You've never called me Abby before." And then I was just, "Ah!" But and then no. she's crying, and she's like, "I'll never let you go, Jack." Oh no! Oh, yeah, no, different, something like that. Different though. story in a different medium, but it, it was very similar. Even to though that. there was a lot of fodder this week, I still think that he and Katrina are going to get back together somehow. I think it's going to happen. They have to create a love triangle. Yeah, though, so they I have to like that. build that romantic tension. Even if I'm not interested in the other portion of the love triangle. I know. Well, what's interesting is, and as you'll find out in the next few days when we release the Orlando interview again. Re-release. Re-release. Re-release it in premium HD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Blu-ray edition. No, you're going to, f- he, he, he says that there's a lot of things like, um, we're going to find out a lot about Headless this season. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to find out a lot about Katrina. So I think she's going to be around for a long time. We're probably going to find out some more dramatic irony about Katrina, like things that we know that Abby and Ichabod won't know. And also it's just, he, he, he said it like, there's no way we're ever going to guess what's happening. What's going to happen. Well, you're also, you're kind of paraphrasing what he said, because what he said was, uh, first of all, he said, everyone is connected. Everyone is connected. We just don't know how yet, but that we don't know a lot about our main characters, and we're going to find out more this season about Ichabod, more about Abby, more about Jenny, more about Headless, more about Katrina. And we're seeing pieces of that. I mean, we learned that Jenny um, was connected to Corbin, mm-hmm. and then now we we know for sure. I mean, we guessed it, but we know for sure that Ichabod is a Mason, which ties him, which ties him to George Washington. We know Katrina is tied to the Masons for giving them the. Yeah. 
this, the book. And that the Masons very well may have killed her. Yeah. You know, uh, and that there's been we got kind of like a little sample of what's been going on in this war while Ichabod's been in the ground uh, and that Headless is back and he's going to wreak all kinds of vengeance next week. And that's all very, very exciting. We have so much more to talk about. I just want to talk really quickly about, about iTunes, I- about iTunes. Guys, thank you so much for all of your wonderful comments on the YouTube, reviews on the iTunes. It makes us happy because we know that we have a great audience who loves talking with us about our favorite show. Uh, and your five-star ratings on iTunes keep us searchable in the rankings. Let our bosses know that we're doing a fantastic job. Um, so if you love our show, show us a little support. Hit us up on the iTunes. Slap us with a five-star rating. We try to respond to every single comment on YouTube. It's a mammoth undertaking. Jackie and I spend the majority of our Wednesday huddled in front of our computers replying to stuff. Because we love you guys and we want to continue to do that. So uh, those of you who haven't already joined in the conversation, do so. The last uh, episode I think has like 300-something comments. Something crazy like that. I've never seen that for, for an after show. So that makes me super happy. Join in on the conversation. And if you don't have YouTube or iTunes for some reason, you want to... Tell our bosses how much you like the show. You can email AfterBuzzTV at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. Subject line reads, maybe, Sleepy Hollow Kicks Major Butt <laughs> is a good is a good one. And let our bosses know how much you love our show. It I helps want, us I out. I want to give some shout-outs. There's uh, expat sleepyhead who is yeah, from Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Abu right? Dhabi. Awesome. You what? Rule. So cool. Um, there was... Uh, a comment from some fan named Lady Arya Stark. Love your name. Sweet. Thought that was awesome. One of my fave GOT characters. And then one of the comments said, uh, Abby and Ichabod have a connection because they have the same hair. And I was watching them at the baseball game and I was like, they do kind of have the oh, same man. hair. Oh man, they had, they both had it pulled back? Well, no, no, they didn't have the same, like, she, her hair was down and his was back. But like, you can see how they've dyed his, hair brown mm. that's kind of a color it's that's matching a, hers it's such a weird thing to point out but i love the attention to detail go you yeah um i want to give a couple of shout outs uh steven b3 uh things learned on tonight's sleepy hollow ichabod is a grim uh hoping for a show crossover <laughs> that well, would be awesome i love that i i appreciate i, I appreciate the enthusiasm uh eric olin uh, at Eric Olin on Twitter, uh, who he was just he was looking for a retweet, but I'm giving you a shout out too because you rule, and someone should follow him on Twitter because he needs more followers. Uh, Sleepy Hollow Source as Hollow Source on Twitter. Oh, they for always tweet us. It's awesome. Sending us out uh, to all their folks uh, and. Uh, who else we got? We got lots of folks, but anyone who's watching this show, who's talking to us, we love you. Exactly. We have 67 ratings on iTunes. Holy Jesus stars. cow! And I want to say. That's the most for a show in how long this show has been on. Six and episodes? we were gone yeah. for three three weeks straight. Three right? solid weeks. Three solid weeks without a Sleepy Hollow after show. And we dropped off the top ten for one day. For one day. That's it. And this you guys next are day awesome. we were back up to number six. Yeah. Number five. Like today we're tomorrow we're gonna be number one for the next three days. We I mean, better yeah. be. So, yeah. So you have our formal thanks. Have some virtual cake. Enjoy a virtual pat on the back. Uh, and if you win the punjar, you get actual money. You get actual cash. <laughs> Let's uh, go back to the show because people are probably sick of us. I know, ranting. I know, I know. Sorry. Sorry, guys. We like to have fun. Okay. So 
Abby and Jenny, she busts out, she get, goes to uh, Irving and they have this conversation, which totally oh, is informed God. by the God. interview with Orlando, where he's like, I'm the guy who's going to keep his sk- se- like, yeah. I want two things I want to hold on to my virginity and my, skepticism. and my skepticism. Since I obviously lost the first one a long time ago, I'm going to hold on to the second one. That was one of the best lines. I was like, Orlando, ha ha ha. Yeah, Orlando rules. Uh, and he was great in this episode, even if it was for just one quick scene. Uh, and he allows Abby to take Jenny out of the asylum for a day. Queen for a is day. Is that a thing? A furlough? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For asylums, though? It's it's just – and I just – honestly, I just watched – started watching Fringe three days ago. Yeah. And I'm glad – what's his name? Uh, John Noble. John Noble we see in this episode. I'm so glad I saw Fringe before seeing this episode cause because I'm like, she's oh. already she's already escaped and but she seems kind of dangerous. In Fringe, John Noble's crazy and he's kind of dangerous. But because it's a relative that pulls him out, they're uh, allowed to pull him out of the asylum. So it's kind of the same little concept okay. going on right here. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to John Noble in a second. Who because she's obviously a rock star. she's obviously not she's obviously not crazy. They just no. they just think she's crazy. And but she's saying, committed crimes right. and like instead I, of I'm going to prison. I'm saying that more because she has stolen things and yeah. Uh, but she was given a 24 hour leave of absence. And uh, Abby quickly gets her on her side after some initial distrust. And uh, she poses to Abby. She's like, you really care about him, don't you? Mm -hmm. And Abby realizes for the first time just how much he matters to her. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah. And he matters to you, too. And for a hot second, I was like, hmm, love square, love rectangle. Because they had some chemistry. They do. They They, do. He and Lindy, man, they got chemistry. Uh, so that might be coming down the pike as well. I loved her speech, though, um, her speech about the pieces of the rug that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, you know, she's saying that she's a misfit and Jenny are misfits and they, like, they stuck to each other because they're misfits. And I feel like that's what attracts her so much to Crane and to, a, like, to a lot of the other characters in her world. Corbin, if you think about it, the more we know about him, yeah. the more he, too, is kind of a misfit. He he is. I mean, he was kind of a lone crusader th- uh, thinking about all these weird happenings. He wasn't necessarily a member of Good Coven. He very well may have just been doing all this stuff on his own. Uh, and uh, Jenny and Abby are figuring this stuff out. It, just like Abby doesn't have a lot of connections in her life. She has very few people that she can say that she counts on or that she cares about. You know, um, her ex-boyfriend, Officer Morales, is not one of those leftover remnants of the carpet. I don't know that he ever really understood her. He's nowhere near the carpet. He's a piece of wood. Yeah. Far away from the carpet. Yeah. That's deep. He's a piece of wood lodged in the ceiling. That's how far away he is from the carpet on the floor. ceiling wood. Yeah. He's not even the log that keeps the fire going. He's just some tinder that started it. Oh, okay. Um, what? I, 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 I don't know how that made sense. We Dude. were just, we were just I'm talking about punjar on that, even though it's not. We a were pun. just talking about wood, I'm and I just got into it. it. Oh, damn it! I'll second it, punjar. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Twenty-two bucks. Um, okay, so I want to just let's rush through this real quick. Yeah, because I want to get to Ichabod and Edward and the and the whole flashback. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. So Jenny and Abby, they discover that he's been going to these. The, the sin eater had. They, Jenny had investigated him before, and he disappeared after a while, but he would go to these prisons, 
and he would absolve the people. He would sanctify the pe- the death row inmates, and their last words were always, "I am sanctified." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They discover that he's using a, a uh, fake name from a deceased inmate to travel places, and the last inmate was a guy who never turned up anywhere else. So they assume he's under that same identity. They find him. He's in Hartford, Connecticut. Hooray! Yep. Henry Woo! Parrish. And they uh, they get... Henry Parrish is his real name. Henry Parrish is yeah. his real name. They figure out who he is. They get inside his meticulously clean apartment. With he, lots of plants. He's just trying to lead a quiet life. He's full of sin. You know what? Like, he's, he's, ate, he's eaten enough sin for one lifetime. What I want to know, and I'm sure the show will eventually tell us, is how... Like, how someone gets this job? Are, are you born being a sin eater? Do you, like, become a sin eater? They said there's one person in every culture which it's given to. Yeah. And I don't that think you're, I don't think it, it's chosen. I don't think it's a choice. And even he didn't know. He said, I didn't know why I was given this until now. Yeah. And he has to carry all this burden. And, it sucks so much. And there's this connection between him and Ichabod when we see Ichabod's ability to witness evil uh, in the flashback is also something that only comes along once in a generation. Only comes along once in a generation. You know, someone is chosen for this. It's it's a gift and a curse to be able to see these things and for the Sin Eater to be able to uh, hold such sin inside of him and have kind of some medium-esque abilities. I worry, though, because we did see um, that we get John for three episodes or something like that. When he originally signed on for the show, he signed on for three episodes. So, yeah, I'm concerned that he dies. I want him on permanently. No, you don't. Be- why? And I'll tell you why. There's um, Watching this, I really got the feel from Green Mile, John Coffey, where John Coffey was basically a sin eater. He would sanctify the sins out of people. I guess really was more a physical thing, like the ailments as opposed to the sins themselves. But the premise is kind of the same. But... What he says when they first meet him is, I was going to, I came to a point where if I did it anymore, I would no longer be myself. I would lose myself. So it really feels like the things that he takes upon himself devour his own yeah, soul. Yeah. And mm. devouring a sin from it's a heavy death, burden. devouring death itself, how is his character's soul going to deal with that? And how can he be manipulated? I mean, especially in that scene after he, you know, takes the bread and dips it in the, uh, in the blood. The balsamic he literally vinegar. literally ate sin. Yeah, in the oil and vinegar. You're you're slaying me with how good your point is, and I'm so upset. because he's, he's, he's going to be influenced oh. by death. And just remember, Ichabod was the one who could sense when death was back alive. That's yeah. true. And now, what is what is it that John Noble says as soon as, they, as, soon as he eat, consumes it? The sun, has, the sun has fallen. Death is alive. He could yeah. feel it. He now had the ability to feel it because he had consumed Ichabod's connection with death. So we're going to have to see the death of John Noble because he has the connection now. Oh, wait. So you think he's now linked to death in the way that Ichabod was? He has to be. Yeah, he has to be. I don't know. I believe. I believe, Stephen. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same at all. He he sensed him the same way that he sensed that Ichabod was, uh, was down in the tunnel, in the Freemason tunnel. I don't think that it means that he is the same link, the same curse that uh, that Ichabod had. Here's here's what I think. Well, Scully, the truth's in front of us. We just have to put the pieces together. Oh, shut your mouth! No, <laughs> that's I don't th- I don't think that it's that. Because then, well, then just kill the sin eater, and then death is done. I feel like that's too simple. It's too easy. Because no, then, that's... how do you sanctify the sin eater if you don't have another sin eater? I don't think it's that, but I feel it's more 
that you can get to death through the sin eater now that they're connected. I honestly didn't believe that if they killed Ichabod, it would have killed death. I don't believe that. I believe it would have weakened it because the bond is bringing them both up because of the smell, spell to bring it, keep Ichabod alive. But he felt things. He was like, he'll come after you now. Death's alive. He's coming after you now. And remember that death could find Ichabod before without having to track him at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And now he's now tracking he's him. Now he's tracking him. He has no connection to him anymore. So you got to think that that's got to be either John Noble's got some connection to death or if he doesn't, it's still going to affect his soul. Okay. I'm sure it's going to affect it's, his soul. His soul has definitely been shredded. Can, uh, can we just brief aside? I love how they find him by looking through weird blogs. Yeah. I've been checking out weird <laughs> blogs for generations. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I want to find I want to find people by looking through weird blogs. That's how you guys found me, right? That is true. Yeah, that is true. You found me through weird blogs. That's not the truth. Um, <laughs> Weirdblogs.blogspot.com. Weirdblogs.blogspot.com. It's a blog about weird blogs. I don't actually know who we're who we're like giving a shout out to right now. <laughs> I hope it's real. I, I mean, I yeah, know. yeah. I hope it's real. Yeah. If not, we're buying it right now. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's really that's really what happened with the Sin Eater and with everything. Yeah. We'll see him again, but. Can we go in? Well, Please. What were you say no, that? I was going to say, I think it's time that we delve into... The Masons? The Masons yes. and Ichabod's checkered past. Does anybody realize, though, do you guys watch Sherlock? Yes. He's very... The the scene where he's kind of like looking around the room and realizing things, he's like, this is the this. Very Sherlock that. Holmes, he looked at the cufflinks yes. and he's like, you're James Rutledge. Yes. Yeah. You have a, a resemblance it, to uh, your ancestor, Edward Rutledge, who was the youngest signee, uh, signer, signer of the... Yeah. Signatory. 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 Of the um, Declaration of Independence, and uh, Stephen actually looked it up, so and he actually has a passing resemblance to him. He has ah. a passing resemblance. Let me see if I can. Nice. I guess uh, pull it up on the screen. You can only see a little bit of it because of the picture. I forgot to do that. Um, but uh, the interesting thing about Edward Rutledge is he was the youngest signer, and it's great that the show goes so deep into it because there's so many things with all these people from the Revolutionary War. I love the revolutionary stuff well, i just love it it's just there's so many things that are so open-ended because not everyone understood medicine back then not everyone mm-hmm. understood things and you can read quotes and we'll get into cicero in a second as well yeah that if you view words as people as opposed to words they have a completely different meaning and that's really what the show likes to play on like any any show that says death like if you think of death as a person as opposed to a word it come it becomes 10 times more profound right. 10 mm-hmm. times different so edward rutledge he actually served in the state. The British people, I mean, the British government arrested him for a while and everything. But he came back. He did all this stuff. Before the end of the term, he died from an apoplexy resulting from hearing the news of George Washington's death. Apoplexy. 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 So Isn't that when you're like heart? It's like a stroke. Yeah. yeah. But what this makes me think, and if the show like wants to play on this, George Washington's still alive after Ichabod's put underground, things like that. But if there's a pact that when George Washington dies, there may be something that they have to rid themselves, otherwise the information be leaked, or something like that. Like in case there, like if there's a pact in place that they'll find that if when George Washington dies, all these Freemasons must off themselves, have kill to themselves, themselves to protect some kind of secret oh, information. I could see that because I, I mean that's see that. that's just one of the things I was reading and I was like. 
okay, that's kind of interesting, hearing upon the news of George Washington's death. That sounds kind of like if writers wanted to spin it, he finds out, takes a pill, and is like, okay, this has to be done now. Right. It's entirely possible. There's a lot that we don't know, and this all just goes back to what Orlando said, and it's so true. There's just so much we don't know about the world of this show, and it speaks it speaks to the quality of the writing that we are this drawn into the world and the struggle and our characters when there's still so much that we don't know, mm-hmm. so many holes that need to be filled. We honestly have less ground than we do holes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it's a mystery, it's and a that's huge part of mystery. and that's part of why it's so fun. It's like you're we're, you're watching to uncover the mystery, right? And we got a lot of a lot of ground covered in this episode where <clears throat> Ichabod has to prove his identity to the Masons, and he does so by telling the story of uh, of Albert, who is this uh, freed man. You mean Arthur Bernard? Arthur, Arthur Bernard. sorry, my mistake. Uh, Arthur Bernard, a freed man. Uh, who, while while Ichabod was working for the British government, he was supposed to break. This guy was a traitor. He was uh, making these pamphlets about revolution and that we should break away from the British government. And we see that Ichabod wasn't always a good guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just following orders, but he tortured this guy right. for days after meeting Katrina and being and swooning almost immediately. Uh, he well, sensed he a does connection. What, he does what a lot of people do in war, which is when you're fighting for one side and you're fighting for a cause, you, in your head, you have to think, okay, I'm doing this as a means to an end. This makes it right. And then he gets into the situation and he realizes this is a person and how not right it is. And I think that was Katrina's point when she said, I can see, she said something to the effect of like, I can see the empathy or the compassion in your eyes. You don't really believe this or you're not really behind it. And it's called a conscience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's you get into that situation and you stop being part of a, a big machine that you are a cog in and realize, okay, maybe what I'm doing isn't right. Yeah. And uh, his his boss, he's a lieutenant, first of all. I which, know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Which makes every time that he says lieutenant, which now, now it looks like he's going to be saying Abby instead of lieutenant. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. They're but, further connected by their hair and rank. By their rank. They are the same rank. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's not weird. Which also, I mean, he it shows that he's saying her rank out of respect. Mm-hmm. Because he knows what it means. Because he knows what it means. His boss is played by uh, by the guy who played Cutler in the second and third uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. This, oh, really? Yeah. This this episode was I packed with cameos. Huh. The evil evil demon dude uh, was actually in the second and third Pirates movies as like the main kind of like not main antagonist, but one of them from the British government. And um, the. Ichabod's just caught between a rock and a hard place. He's trying to do his duty, but he knows that it's wrong. He's seeing these public hangings. Katrina is comforting this poor boy who's just lost his father. And he's trying to make it right, but he's caught between a rock and a hard place. By the time that he finally tries to uh, free, free this guy, you know, it's too late and his boss kills him mm-hmm. and he's been carrying this guilt all these years because he feels he didn't act quickly enough. Yeah. Um, and it was that moment that set all of this in motion. 
This guy basically what was, sacrificed himself. What were himself. his last words? They were order from chaos? Or? Yeah. No, his last words were, um, we are all Cicero. Cicero is all of us. Ah. Like, yeah. And then he told I, him, to, he say, told him to, to say, order from, order chaos, from chaos, order ab chaos to uh, order ab chaos to Katrina. She'll know what it means. And then from then on, he, he joined the revolution and became a good guy. And he got and the he girl. Also, he also told him that the love of power is the demon of all men. So he says he says a lot of things that are just that total are, revolutionary ideas and that are weighty with subtext. Yeah, because that that the the love of power is the eve is the demon of all men or the evil of all men. Uh, I wrote demon, but the demon I'm of all men. That's right. I'm wondering if that's if that's alluding to Moloch or to the fact that anyone can be corrupted by the evil coven, not to mm-hmm. trust anybody. There's something in those words that I think is very resonant in this series and the larger game plan of the world here. Well, he also says, if you pull that trigger, you'll never lay witness to the things you would have seen otherwise. Like, yeah. he, he never would have understood. And um, he is... You a think so- he knew he was a witness? Yeah, I think they all believed he was yeah. a witness. And that's yeah. when he knew... Well, that's why Katrina was like, you are the one. Yeah, but uh, Matrix. He is the salvation in the way that if he hadn't been shot, Ichabod would have still had his doubts because seeing a flash of someone's face looking like a demon is not enough. Seeing a man turn into a demon in front of you and throw you fifty feet. Yeah, that's another thing. And how crazy was that? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that guy to turn into a. Well, they they referenced it earlier in the episode, and Matt didn't believe me, but then he saw that, and I was like, Yeah, I I do remember that, but I didn't. I didn't expect him to go like full on. What didn't I believe you? The shapeshifters that they mentioned shapeshifters. Okay, there's a difference to me between demons and shapeshifters. Okay, this oh guy. My God. No, this guy had one one human costume, and I'm not sure if he takes other forms. You're you're reading too much into the line about we've been fooled before. Uh, I, okay, so earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. when the Masons sit Ichabod down, they don't believe that he's him, and he has to prove it. And they they say we've been fooled before, we've gotten our hopes up before, and uh, we've had them dashed. Steven took that to mean that demons and shapeshifters have tried taking the form of Ichabod to infiltrate their ranks. I disagree. I think that they have thought that they found Ichabod's, Ichabod's resting place or someone who had amnesia who was British and they thought it might be Ichabod, that he might be the witness. I don't think that there were shapeshifters actively trying to subvert that campaign. I just think that they've had a lot of failures on the finding Ichabod front. Do you think the Freemasons are the ones who sent Irving to the station? Because they made the call that there was this guy who believes he was Ichabod Crane from British time, from the Revolutionary I'm times beginning to like think that. maybe he's a Freemason. And yeah, I agree. That's possible. If Frank's a three ma- Freemason, he might not know everything. He might not know about the supernatural. There are people out in the world right now that are Freemasons, and it's just... That right. aren't in the inner circle. Right. Yeah. I, the one thing I will say, I do think it was Freemasons who called uh, Morales from, uh, from Oxford yes. saying that... Uh, Ichabod was a tenured professor there, and that his partner might be a, a Freemason. I think instead I don't of a think member his, of Good Coven, I think his partner is from Good Coven simply because when Steve said that to Orlando, he was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." Yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. But uh, he also said, "Everything we say will always be wrong." Well, uh, he's got to say that because yeah. he's not allowed to give us anything. I really do think, though, that he's probably the 
because if you think about Freemasons, a lot of them were in high power positions. I don't think a lower uh, police officer would be a Freemason. I could see where Irving would be because he's in a position of power. Right. I just I don't know. And I think that it would make sense, too, because he's pulling strings. He seems to have a great ability to pull strings. I know. But just based on what based on what Orlando said about his character and that, you know, accepting the supernatural would be a stretch and that he was sent there to handle the situation. Um, just the way that he was talking to me makes me feel that Frank doesn't have a past it's steeped in in this war. No, he doesn't have a past steeped in that war. We're saying he could be a Freemason, just not just not aware. the Freemasons are steeped in that war, even no, if they didn't not. give him all the information. Not all of no, them. No, 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 no. They're Matt. There's Freemasons that exist that are not connected. I know. I have a friend who's a Mason. <laughs> okay. Is he a Freemason or is he a like a two ninety nine Mason? Like, what's the deal here? Punjar. That's <laughs> what is that twenty two fifty. Twenty two fifty. Okay, I just wanted you to stop talking. Um, wow. <laughs> I just wanted to shut you up. Now I know where respect for me falls on the important scale of Mr. Stephen Lemieux. Think- Our shippers are going to be furious. <laughs> break up. Break it's first, up. It's, that's the first time we've gotten in a fight, Matt. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a huge effing lie. So I want to talk about I want to talk about um, Arthur Bernard because there wasn't yeah. a... Uh, Love that actor. Yeah, he, he was great. great. Um, so the real person who they're playing that actor as is Charles Carroll of Carrollton, who was a author, basically. Who Charles a- Carroll, who uh, who t- hung the lantern in the tower for uh, for San- for one if by land to a for Paul sea. Revere's ride. I think so. I think it's the same guy. It will make sense because the next episode is Paul Revere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So when he says we are all Cicero, I believe because Cicero was the Greek um, like physiologist and things. So when he says we are all Cicero, it's like we are all believers in this philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean physiologist; I meant philosopher. Right. Yeah, um, that's completely different. Yeah, it is. So Carol Carol was an in, a powerful. This is from Wikipedia, guys. Sorry, I'm reading it off my phone. He is a powerful voice for the independence. He engaged in debate conducted through anonymous newspaper letters, maintaining the right of colonists to control their own taxation. And he went under a pseudonym of First Citizen. So this was like where the false name was coming from. Like it was somebody else. They didn't know who this guy was. That's where we're getting the who is Cicero in this episode. Um, Also, I wanted to say earlier I talked about looking at things in the lines of as if death is a person and not as – or death is war is a person and not as a thing. Yeah. One of these quotes is – Peace is liberty and tranquility. Servitude is the worst of all evils to be, resi- to be resisted not only by war, but even by death. So servitude resisted by death kind of goes into the whole Moloch thing. And Moloch is trying to control death to raise the horsemen and kind of things like that. So that was kind of an interesting I think this me. series, though, in general, anthropomorphizes... Is that a correct usage of yes. it? Yes. Anthropomorphizes... Um, uh, I, I think Just make your point, so. <laughs> no, it's 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 just Ant makes things anthropomorphic. No, 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 no. Just no. just just go. I'm being overly critical. No, just an- to anthropomorphize something is to give it a body and to give it into like if if an animal is anthropomorphized, it walks like a person and talks like a person. That's anthropomorphized. Um, 
rant much? No, it's not a rant. <laughs> I could go on a rant, but we don't have time. The show is running long. Okay. So not anthropomorphizes, but I think that it takes things that are not meant to be literal and makes them literal. Okay. And I think that's that's the beauty of the show. It makes the it makes things that are ideas, written yeah. word ideas, and it turns them into real things. A lot of a lot of what's in Revelations, a lot of what's in the Bible in general is supposed to be allegory and they're speaking Bible words to each other in one scene in this episode, making them very real. Yeah. And I, I making think, the figurative literal. Yeah, making the figurative literal. That's what I meant to say. I know. Thank you. Yes. So it yeah. anthropomorphized it. Anthropomorphized. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do this. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time that we get into predictions. All right. Let's get into predictions. It's a long now. show. That's what I just said. Yeah, but I repeated what you said to give it more power. Yeah. Because if we both say it, it counts. Steven's trying to make me irrelevant to this process, and I don't appreciate I'm it. I'm just trying to infuriate you slightly. Ugh, this, the tension is just thick. Anyway. Don't lose your head. I predict that lots of the things are bucks, going to be dick. anthropomorphized. Next week. Next week. Next week, death comes to Sleepy Hollow. John Cho the cat turns into a person. John Cho is back. John Cho's back next week. Uh, and Abby totally spits in his face, yeah. uh, which is which is rad, and I'm totally excited for that. Um, I'm wondering what happened to Headless's assault rifle. Uh, Frank comes face. <laughs> he lost it when he took a nap in the water, right? Uh, Frank comes face to face with the horseman and his own belief. Um, I'm hoping Sin Eater is still around. I don't know if it's going to be next week or if it's going to be a couple weeks from now. Who knows, Stephen? Um, I'm gonna. Anthropo prophesize some things. Loser. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, John Cho's coming back. John Cho's the one who was connected with the witch, so they need a witch. Zombie Andy. They need to, yeah, Zombie Andy. Andy's coming back. They need a witch. How he's, is he connected to a witch? Uh, he's, he is. I think he's Bad Coven. He you had know? servitude under the witch, so if we're going to say that he was Bad Coven, he may be, and I'm going to say Servitude warlo- under, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, people told me not to say Warlock. I'm going to just say Warlock. Whatever. John I'm okay with Warlock. Yeah. I'm okay with Warlock. Dealing with it. We accept all people here. It was all Ameri- races, creeds, and Warlocks. I, I get Twitter chains from American Horror Story, and they say a Warlock is a very negative term for a male user of witchcraft. But <laughs> isn't so that they, what they... What, but, so are they a wizard? They, I, you're a I wizard, guess. Harry. <laughs> make, your, <laughs> make your point. We're we're gonna so get kicked out of we're this. See, we're, I'm in control studio. here. I'm engineering. We can go as long as we want. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're gonna see John Cho be the one that they go to. They're gonna find out that he's missing. They're gonna be like, okay, well, where is this guy? We're gonna see that come about. We might see the. Uh, I'm gonna cancel what I, my thought process there. I think Headless is getting his head back next episode. He's at, at least yes. he's trying. It's definitely it's taken right from the first Terminator movie. When uh, Terminator comes to the police station and starts mowing people down trying to get what he wants. I think he can try to get his head, though, but his head seems to be, like, for him, a MacGuffin. Yeah, it is the MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin for him. For those of you at home who don't know what a MacGuffin is, when there's a movie or a TV show and they're always talking about that thing that they need to get because it's the most important thing and all of the blah, 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 and it's all about finding the thing, the thing is a MacGuffin. It's a movie term. Okay, I think he gets his head back next episode. Okay, I don't but I think, think he does. I, let, let, oh, okay. finish let him sentence, finish Jackie. his point, Jackie. Here, I'm going to count to one, two, three, Jackie B. And um, he gets his head back. Anjar. He gets his head back, but 
they have it sealed in a jar. The jar is like our pun jar, hermetically sealed with <laughs> witchcraft things that won't let death itself the, open. Yeah, the same kind of like spells that were on uh, Ichabod's uh, resting place. All those jars burst. So open. I think we're gonna have death get his head back, but at the same time. This is where we're going to see Bad Coven really come into play because they have to break the right. spell to he actually He won't be open able it. to open it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that Death is more powerful, he is not yet in – he's not at a – this ain't even my final form, bro. Like that's that's like Death. Are you – you're really pulling Dragon Ball Z into this? The reason I don't think he ever gets his head though, I the reason I think it's a MacGuffin is because you can't have Sleepy Hollow without a headless horseman. It's, it's just got to be something that you eternally look for that's not really – it's not even important to him. He has so much power. Why does he need a head? He needs a head because he cannot He cannot raise the other horsemen without it. It's the source of his power. He um, can't raise his It was head established. It was totally established earlier in the season. Okay. Uh, we got to say goodbyes. Uh, Jackie, where can the people find you? At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter and at 123JackieB. All one thing on Instagram. Okay. Stephen Lemieux, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, all one word. Make sure you follow me. Make sure you follow 123JackieB because if you're not, you're never going to get this Punjar money that I'm really just kind of throwing in at He's this point. He's throwing our yeah. money away. I'm throwing it away. You don't then, just have to follow. Oh, yeah. And where else can they find uh, you? they got to follow you, Matt, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to follow all three of us. So be sure to follow at Matt Lieberman. Uh, that's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Sons of Anarchy after shows. And potentially another one that we're going to be able to announce soon, I hope. A very exciting cult show that a lot of people have been asking for. I can neither confirm nor deny, but hopefully we'll be able to announce next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will be back next week, and we'll tweet out when the Orlando interview is back online. You're the greatest. And rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good, Good night, night, sleepyheads. sleepyheads.